Come on, let's praise him. Kabashia Makalata Sidibuku Kahavrahe Skidiande. Bella Kadadian Loto Skidibakata. Mendeshish Kabakoti. Brale Kakish Kamanda Litisid Bakulutu Siti Bakota. Rimblanda Ishkamaka, lift your voices. Mashkend Lata Samaku Lutu Skidi Bakadiana. In unity, in one accord, in one place. Kamati Shin Bakudarandian Latas. Around the earth right now. Kishkamati on Lutu Soto. Rongongolandania. Wherever you are, lift your voice in one accord. Brangli Hishi Bakalata City. Balata Skoromondian Lata City. Bangling Hishi Bakata. Rila Moskidi Tisite. Semandla to Sidi Bokuska to Tisite. Semati, yeah, 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 I'll tell them that, Father. Semandla to Sidi Bokuska I just heard the Lord, I just heard the Father say, You know, you've been using this as a tagline at the end, son, but tell them right now, something good is going to happen to you today. If you, if you let me. Amen. I don't know what you come to do, but I come to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say this with me. I'm here in grace and truth, not in religion. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hi, family. Hello, family of God. Praise God. We can hit the lights if you want to. I don't know. I think God's going to turn the lights on pretty bright today. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Y'all look awesome. Amen. The glory that's in you is showing out. In fact, Camden, the last time you guys were here, I had, uh, well, actually my daughter, who lives in an, our daughter who lives in another uh, city, uh, who's on with us almost all the time, and uh, she said, who is the young man there at the front of the pulpit in, during praise and worship? She said, I've never, I've not seen him, but you were in the camera, which is a good thing. <laughs> Amen. And so I was able to brag on you a little bit. You and Ashton both, praise God. And Braxton, Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Glad you're here today. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I, I want you, not, not because I've been fellowshipping with the Father deeply, in fact, I'll tell you, in the last two months, I have moved into a new depth of Him that I've never experienced before in almost 32 years. Yeah. Now, that excites me. Awesome. I mean, because this is, this, is a, this is exactly what advancing the kingdom of God means. There is no leveling off. And every time He says, come on, I want to show you something, I'm like, oh, Daddy, come, yes. <laughs> And, and, then, and then he goes, we go. And I find out there's a whole nother expanse of him I've never even thought of. And that's where I've been living the last couple of months. In a new expanse. The old isn't gone. <laughs> he just opened up some more and I went, yes. Now I got this word from the Lord a little earlier this morning. That some of you, and, and I know we're around the world right now, praise God. In, in fact, we right now are working with invitations, open, honest invitations, real ones, to go on Christian television in Pakistan. We're with you guys, Pastor Arif, we're with you. Amen. And video 
live video ministry in India and Kenya right now. So look out 2021. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Isn't that, isn't that cool? So somebody says, you well, where do you go to church? Oh, yeah, did you go down to that little place down there? Just a few of you get together? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we sure do. And we latch hands and hearts around the world. Praise God. Amen. But I got this word from the Lord a little while ago that some of you are dealing with this guilt and shame. Now, this came out in prayer a while ago, in supernatural prayer, not through me. But some of you are dealing with a shame because you're not doing this Christianity thing very well. And the Lord said, remind them of what you experienced, what I experienced when I was an eight-year-old boy, and I walked into my granddad's shop. I'd been there before, but at eight, I said, Granddad, what are you doing today? And he was, he was doing some grinder work. And he had two different grinders, bench grinders. And I said, can I, can I help? Can I do that? Some of you have heard this story several times. And he said, well, sure. And he pulled out this wooden box, this old wooden box, didn't, didn't have a top on it, and had a bunch of broken and chipped and, and just nasty drill bits, steel drill bits in it that had just, they'd been damaged one way or another. They'd just been used. Some of them were just dull. And he began to teach me how to grind drill bits, how to put an edge back on a drill bit, which is an art form if you do it right. And you know, I did not get condemned, and neither did he condemn me the first time I tried and it didn't work very well, or the second or the third or the thirtieth time I tried and it didn't work so well. But as long as I kept listening to him, he was right there to keep instructing me. And that skill that he began teaching me at eight years old carried me into, still works for me. I, I literally can get the ear of tool and die makers very quickly without saying anything to them other than just come on, follow me to the, to the bench grinder and hand grind a drill bit in front of them that they can't do that well on a machine. Hand it to them, put that in your machine and use it. They'll follow you around like a puppy dog wanting to know how you learned to do that. I learned it from walking with my father, granddad. And you learn these things by walking with the father in Christ Jesus by the Holy Ghost. Now, the thing I didn't do when it didn't work out well was throw the drill bit down and get me just a chunk of metal that I could just make sparks with, which is always fun. <laughs> I mean, if you're a kid, even if you're a young guy, I mean, even if you're an old guy, it's fun to make sparks. <laughs> older, not old, older. That's right. Adjust to that. I did not just throw the drill bit down and just grind. I'm, I'm just going to do this the way I want to do it. His way is not working for me. Fully on him that he is a master craftsman trying to teach me how to do this. I'm just going to, amen. amen. Granddad, look at the sparks I'm making. 
Now I'll tell you two things that happen when you just misuse a grinder. You just chunk up and destroy a piece of metal and you literally, if you misuse the grinder, make the grinder of no good use. Right. Now the doctrines and traditions of men, okay we said traditions, religious traditions, and the habits, the routines, the addictions of mankind make the Word of God of no effect. You got quiet, hit a nerve. The habits, routines, the traditions, the things you do out of tradition, the things you do traditionally, the habits, routines, even addictions, even obsessive compulsive traditions. Jesus said makes the Word of God of no effect. You can literally destroy a good grinding wheel by misusing it. You make it of no effect. You make it of no good use. And it amazes me how many Christians are doing this. I'm a Christian. I've got the cross on my neck. Got a Bible in my hand. I even got a Jesus sticker on the back of my vehicle. And living like a with the thoughts, the words, and the actions that they think nobody's seeing, but God sees all. You think you're hiding from somebody? You really think you're hidden from God? And I'm not, don't let nobody get any, under any guilt or shame here. We ain't hiding nothing from Him. You going off and crawling off in the darkness where you think nobody sees? Hey, baby, He sees everywhere. You, you need to come to a stark realization that nothing is hidden from God. Not the things you think, the things you say, or the things you do when you think nobody's watching. Right. Amen, Pastor Bob. Now, I told the Lord in there in that restroom a while ago, Jesus, you shepherd your people today. I didn't plan on saying any of this. So, this is just Jesus shepherding His people. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But don't be condemned, don't be ashamed, don't be guilty if you're continuing to try to listen to the Master and learn how He does it. Then do it His way. Amen. But if you've gone off and, and you, say, you say yes sir to Him and then you go off and do it your way, quit fooling yourself. Right. That's why it's not working. Amen. You act holy out here where everybody else can see you, but inside you're unholy, you know it, and your faith doesn't work. Wonder why? Now, I command that door to be locked and nobody gets to leave on what I'm about to say next. Because I didn't plan on saying this either, but here, here we go. Amen. Don't, don't, don't hide. This is not going to hurt. This is really good. I saw some of the, I encountered some of the best pastoring I've ever seen in my life this week. A senior pastor in this region called me and said, I have some dear, wonderful, born-again, Holy Ghost-baptized people on my helps team that are having demon trouble. Can you help? Are you kidding me? For a senior pastor to call another senior pastor in this day and age and say, I've been working with them, and I think I've got them, and then it, it's back stronger. Can you help? Can you and Pastor Sherry help? 
is actually what I was asked. I checked my spirit, which is what I always do. What we want, what are you doing? What are we doing here? And he said to me, I'm not just trying to dump a problem off on you. I really want these folks helped. And and I know I can trust you. <clears throat> well, I'm going to make a very long story very fast. The Lord said, do it. We did it. And they got delivered this week. And I told them, I said, your pastor is one of the best pastors I've ever met in my life. Because I grew up in a way, in a way that, you know, if, if one farmer's got a barn problem, he's got a barn deal going on. Other farmers up and down the road very apt to come over and jump on the same barn and help that guy with this barn. To the point that really good neighbors are not afraid to say, hey, neighbor, uh, I, you know, I need to get this crop in and rain's coming. Can you, you've got yours done. Can you come and give a hand? Amen. There, when, you, when you get rid of the spirit of pride, there's so stinking much pride been running around in the church and in ministry among people, always comparing with one another. Do you know how, how much that blessed my heart this week? First of all, that this pastor knew that he could call me Amen. And, and, and I told him up front, I said, now listen, we want to do this in a way because we are not thinking about, even though they're in the region, we're not thinking about receiving them at Embassy of Christ as our church members. I want to help you. He said, I know you're not a sheep thief. Amen. <laughs> I wouldn't have called you if you were. Amen. Isn't that cool? Now, but that's some of the best pastoring. I told those people, I said, I, you, your pastor, is, he's, that's a, you stick with him, you stick tight, because a, he's a good pastor. He loves you. Mm-hmm. Enough to say, hey, come give me a hand yeah. with this. I love these people, and I want them free. But they got free. Yeah. Oh, they got free. Amen. Amen. And you can be free. Amen. Some of, you got to understand, guys, not everything you deal with is demonic, and not everything you deal with is fleshly. You can't teach a demon. You can't reason with a demon. And you can't cast out the flesh. Some of you are really pulling hard right now, and that's a good thing. You've got to discern what you're dealing with. Is it flesh or is it demonic? And many times... When you deal with intentional fleshly disobedience, I'm talking about Christians now. I'm not talking about heathens. I'm talking about Christians who know the Word of God, know the Spirit of God, and deal with intentional disobedience to the Word and the Spirit of God. They open the door to demonic activity. Now, demons cannot live in the heart, in the spirit of a Christian. There will be no demon possession of a born-again Christian. Not possible. Because the Holy Ghost lives in your spirit and He will not share space with a demon. But demon oppression can come on the soul of a born-again Holy Ghost baptized believer and oppress the mind, will, and emotions to the point where the person looks like they're demon-possessed. It's strong. Why? Because they opened up the door to the demonic oppression by disobedience in the flesh. Say it with me. You can't can't teach a demon demon or reason with a demon, demon. and you can't cast out the flesh. 
but I discipline my flesh to the Word and Spirit of God, and I cast out devils in Jesus' name. This is, this is some of the very best teaching about walking the Christian life while on earth that you will ever receive anywhere from anyone. Not because I'm saying it. I turned this thing over to Jesus. Amen. Amen. But you've got you to gotta be discerning the difference. You've got to be discerning, what am I dealing with here? Is this a flesh issue? Is this a spiritual issue? Is it both? And if it's a spiritual issue, I know I'm born again. I know I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If it's a spiritual issue, if it's a demonic issue, how did it get here? How did I open the door to it? Don't, 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 don't now, now listen, don't you go blaming somebody else. Don't you dare go blaming somebody else. The only way a demon got on you is you, baby. And the only way your flesh got out of order is you, darling. Or buddy. Whatever the case may be. I don't tend to call men darling. <laughs> but you, we got to understand this stuff. This is basic Christianity. Discerning what's of the spirit, what's of the soul, what's of the body. Spirit, soul, and body. I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. Walk in constant discernment. Not just la 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 la. Bam! Come from. Have you ever been driving down the road just just rolling along, man? Your car's clean, windshield's absolutely it's just nice. It's a wonderful day, and you're just rolling along and along. And splat! Right there, right there, boom! Well, where did that come from? Well, duh, it was in the sky, right in front of you. Amen. Amen. Now, I do not suggest you be looking at, for bugs while you're driving down the highway and trying to swerve miss the bugs, all right? But that's why your car is equipped. See, y'all going to go home and do that after a while. You're not doing it right now. You're looking at me like I'm really weird. But after a while, you're going to be going, I can do that. And you're going to be doing it. And me and God are going to be watching you. <laughs> well, at least he is. Amen. <laughs> I wish I could see it. Amen. We've got to discern these things. We can answer, we can get the answer for everything we deal with by discerning is this, I'm talking about problems, problems, issues, troubles that you deal with. I mean, you, you really don't want answers to the good stuff, do you? Well, you should. How did that happen? Seed time and harvest is how that happens. Amen. Good stuff comes by seed time and harvest. Right. I'm not teaching on Mark 4 today, but it's seed time and harvest. Amen. Everything comes by seed time and harvest. Right. Amen. If you sow to the flesh, you reap of the flesh. Yeah. Amen. If you sow to the Spirit, you reap of the Spirit. Now that's, good, that's, that's the Holy Spirit or demon spirits, either way. Oh, wish you hadn't said that, Pastor Bob. I'm sorry, it's still the truth. Glory to God. Discernment. Say it with me. Discernment. discernment. The, spirit the spirit of seeing and knowing. Seeing and I'm not preaching on that today either, but it's just on my heart. Amen. 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 Are you ready to worship the Lord at the altar? Yes. 
in tithes and offerings? Well, a few of you are. The rest of you, get ready. Time has come. It's game time. Amen. Suit up. Get the helmet on. I had to check with James to make sure a while ago that Alabama went ahead and won that championship game over Florida last night, but they did. Praise God. Rob said, big deal. <laughs> but I think Ohio State's doing all right too, Rob. Amen. In fact, I heard all the, the, the sports scribes talking like they figured they're going to be in the top four for the, you know, for the tournament. So We'll talk later about that. <laughs> Amen. I'm not rebuking you publicly, but I'll, I'll give you some ideas about what that answer might be. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. This is a problem, see, when you have sons in the faith that are after Alabama and Ohio State, and, and you know, you got to kind of like, you know, be cautious and tender and loving, and then when you get it by yourself, you put on your Alabama sweatshirt and go, roll tide, baby. Anyway, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was at the gym the other day, and there's a guy wearing a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, and it had a particular team on it, and, uh, and we got talking football in between the weightlifting sets, and uh, he said, so you like college ball? I said, oh, yeah. He said, well, what team do you like? I said, Alabama. He said, oh, God. <laughs> I said, wait a minute. Don't you run off. He said, why? I said, I like winners. That's the same reason I like Jesus. Amen. If Jesus didn't win, I'd follow somebody else. But Jesus did win. 1 John 3, 8 and Hebrews 2, 14 says he destroyed the enemy and he destroyed the works of the enemy, which means in him I win. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 2. Matthew chapter 2, I want to read a little scripture to you here. We're going to read verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to read verses 9 through 11. Matthew chapter 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. I ask you, are you ready to worship at the altar in tithes and offerings? I didn't ask you, are you ready for me to take an offering or take your tithes? Verse 9, when they had heard the king, they departed. And look, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. The Bible says these were wise men. Amen. He didn't say these were foolish men. He didn't call them dumb tithers. Them stupid people that are hooked on that preacher's words. Come on, somebody. That would be more than just one... Silent amen about that. Amen. And when they were coming to the house, now I want you to stop right there for a minute. Where was Jesus born? Yeah, it was really a, a cave. He was born in a manger, placed in a manger, born in a stable. He wasn't born in the house. But these guys came into the house, which means 
This was not at Jesus' point of his birth. I know we see the whole nativity scenes and the wise men are there, but that's not factual. This is going on after he's gotten to the house. Amen. 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 And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped. You know, I have yet to see anybody tithe like that. I see folks come and tithe, and sometimes, most seriously, just kind of drop it and speak over it, which is a really good thing to be doing. I have yet, and I'm not telling you fall down, but I have noticed myself that when I'm really in the Holy Ghost, sometimes my knees show that they're carnal. And I have good knees, really good knees. Sometimes my ankles, when I'm really in the presence of God, I have fallen out many times with no Pentecostal catcher to catch me. Right. And it, you know what, Tori, I didn't get hurt. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. Fell out in the Spirit. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm just reading the Bible here. <clears throat> this tells me they were really, really worshiping. They saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. I'm not going to teach about what all those three things kind of things are. But, but we know that just gold represents our financial realm. Amen. I just suggest to you today that you worship the Lord, the, 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 the box there, the little house for our building fund, the big tub for tithes, the basket for missions. Um, I suggest to you today that you bring your tithes, the first 10% of all your financial increase. Amen. Amen. That you become a tither. Now, some of you are really consistent tithers and have been a long time. Others, you're part-time tithers. Others think anything they give to the church is a tithe. This isn't to the church. This is to Jesus Christ, your high shepherd. Just because it's given to what you call a, a, a religious faculty does not mean you've tithed. And in others, you know this, but the, the unbelief that tithing is the pastor's weapon to swindle people out of their money and keep his ministry going. See, you're, you're just deceived and following a lie. So, so you don't have any confidence when sickness and disease comes. Boy, it got quiet. You don't have any faith, confidence, when symptoms come. When the world says, you, got, you, you know, this is going to happen. The economy is going this way. This is going there. This is going there. Uh, you don't have any confidence when, when it says, do this, prove me in this, and I'll open the windows of heaven and the floodgates and pour out 
the blessing beyond anything you have room to receive, and I will rebuke the destroyer. That's God rebuke. But you don't have any faith for God to rebuke the destroyer because you're not a tither. So the moment that a symptom shows up and a serious one, you get worried, you get anxious. Now, I've seen people become tithers part-time for a little while when they have a problem. And then the problem goes away, and they're not a tither no more. Now, they, weren't, they never were a tither. Amen. Do you understand that <clears throat> if I wanted to make a whole lot of money a whole lot easier, I'd go back to tool and die making in engineering. I, I have no personal reason to stand here and try to get your money. Everything about this is Jesus trying to show you how to get the power and the strength of the kingdom of God to work in your life right now in the face of your enemies, Amen. the devil, the world, and the flesh. Amen. That is what this is about. Amen. Amen. And you need to have faith because you're a tither. Amen. I'll rebuke the devourer. Every time I take my tithe to the post office in order to get, get it to my great high shepherd through my shepherd, Pastor Mark T. Barclay, every time I stick that thing in there, and this week it was really funny because the post office, I don't know, the post office in Newburgh was full. <laughs> and I was the only unmasked man Amen. in the entire facility, which is kind of common nowadays <laughs> in some places. I'm not... I'm not bragging on me I'm just telling you I walked in because I got my tithe and I got a bunch of other things I'm mailing but the tithe is always on top Amen. in the honor position and I walk up and I don't care that there's probably 45 50 people in that post office I stick it up there in the slot thank you father the windows of heaven are open you're rebuking the devourer for me I am blessed so much that all people call me a delightsome land Amen. in the name of Jesus. Receive this, my great high shepherd. Poof, goes in. Amen. Go check my mailbox. Well, what if God tells you to fall down and worship at the mail slot? There are probably going to be 45, 50 masked people coming over to see if I'm all right. Great cloud of witnesses. Thank you, Tori. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Helps ministry in action right here, right now. Amen. Hallelujah. I love it. Are you ready to worship? Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Boy, that sounded strong. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> well, Glory, we have a song we sing around here when we worship in tithes and offerings. We don't do it traditionally, do we? My Bible also says, your Bible says too in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all the effects of unrighteousness. Right. But I want you after a while to go look at Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 3. Because in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 3, it talks about, Arise, shine, your light is come. And they shall, kings shall come to the light of your rising. This is a direct reference to Jesus. Amen. These wise men came to the rising, the light of the star. Right. Amen. And if you're in Jesus Christ, 
they shall come to the rising of your light, the light of Him in you. You want favor with man and God? Tithers, sowers. From the heart level, that's it, with the heart. You want favor with man and God? You want good things to happen? You want doors of opportunity to open for you? Amen? You, there, there's, there's 40 applications for a job on somebody's desk, but yours is the one glowing? Tithers have that. The light of rising. Amen? Glory to God. Well, let's worship the Lord. I, I could preach on this all day long. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Father, we receive your tithes for the great high shepherd Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We receive and bless your tithes, Father. Your 10%, the first 10% of increase. Father, we invoke right now the benefits of this covenant ratified in the blood of Jesus. The windows of heaven are open over the tithers. Floodgates pouring out more than they have room to receive. The devourer rebuked in every realm, spirit, soul, body, relationships, and finances. And them increased to the degree, blessed, empowered to prosper and excel to the degree that all peoples call them a delightsome people. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, Lord, that we're reaching people around the world. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for the ability to reach your people and to reach the people that are becoming your people around the world in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I got time out for a minute in our prayer. Fred... Pastor Fred Sale in Kenya was in daily contact with me this week. He's one of my guys. He had a, a revival meeting this week, and by Wednesday, 25 people had come to the Lord Jesus in Kenya. He's sending me videos of him preaching, people receiving. Amen. I'm not kidding. I got, I've got the proof. That's, test, that's witness, testimony with proof. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We are a missions church. You are a missions God. You came on a mission and got us. Thank you, Father. We're yours. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for our debt-free church building for Embassy of Christ International with the sanctuary, with the offices, oh, with the children's rooms with the multiple restrooms, with the, big, with the studio, with the, all the equipment, debt-free. Right now, in Jesus' name, we receive it. And Father, those that sow into this building fund, I receive debt-free homes and debt-free business buildings for them. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. We're not blowing smoke here. We receive it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Those that sow into this building fund, live in debt-free homes. Nice ones. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that. Debt-free vacation homes. Debt-free vacation homes. Yes, sir, Laura, I'm yours. I'm yours. Yes, it's okay 
for you to have a second or third home that you don't live in all the time. It's okay to leave it locked up, fully furnished, absolutely, and leave the heat on or the air on, whatever the season is, and you show up with the key whenever you want to, be it once a week, once a month, or once a year, it's okay. You don't have to prove that you're worthy of it by using it all the time. You can have it there for use when you want it, debt free. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. I'd say that stuff's blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> wow. Well, last week, last week, I had you go to Luke chapter 1. And I taught you on, be it done to me according to your word. This week, I want you to go to Luke chapter 2, and our message title is, The Word Was Made Flesh. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 2, verse 1. And I'm going to read this to you. I'm going to read this to you from the, the Passion Translation. It's beautiful. The Passion Translation, Luke chapter 2. Verse 1. Glory to God. Shout amen when you get there. Amen. All right. That's enough. We'll go then. During those days, the Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus, ordered that the first census be taken throughout his empire. Quirinius was the governor of Syria at that time. Everyone had to travel to the hometown of their family to complete the mandatory census. So Joseph and his wife Mary left Nazareth, a village in Galilee, and journeyed to their hometown in Judea, to the village of Bethlehem, King David's ancient home. They were required to register there since they were both direct descendants of David. Mary was pregnant and nearly ready to give birth. When they arrived in Bethlehem, Mary went into labor, and there she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped the newborn baby in strips of cloth. That's what swaddling clothes means. And Mary and Joseph laid him in a feeding trough, since there was no available space in any upper room in the village. That night, in a field near Bethlehem, shepherds were watching over their flocks. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with the blazing glory of God, and the shepherds were terrified. But the angel reassured them, saying, Don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it is for everyone everywhere. For today in Bethlehem a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize Him by this miraculous sign. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in the feeding trough. Then all at once, in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, and the very armies of heaven, excuse me, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and a good hope 
given to the sons of men. When the choir of angels disappeared and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, I love this, let's go, let's hurry and find this word who is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. I want to read it again. When the choir of angels disappeared and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go. Let's hurry and find this word who is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they hurried off and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary, Mary treasured all these things in her heart and often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified Him for all they had heard and seen for themselves, just like the angel had said. Verse 21, On the day of the baby's circumcision ceremony, eight days after his birth, his parents gave him the name Jesus, the name prophesied by the angel before he was born. The Word was made flesh. Go to John chapter 1. Now people can say, go to John chapter 1, the Gospel of John chapter 1. People can say, well, you know, that's the Bible, and that's, you know, a religious book, and that's your Christian account of what happened. So I want to ask this question. especially to the American church, but all over the world. Do you believe that Christopher Columbus came here in 1492? I'm getting some head nods, a yes. It's what's written, isn't it? Why do you believe that? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you believe the Declaration of Independence in, in Washington, D.C.? How many of you have actually seen the document? No hands are going up. Why do you believe it? It's history, isn't it? It's recorded. There were eyewitnesses that were there and saw it. These shepherds, I think it's interesting they were shepherds. I think it's interesting that we call pastors shepherds. Amen. Now, I want to tell you something. I don't call the people of God sheep, even though God calls His people sheep. You know why I don't? Because a lot of the people of God have been put down. Right. You're like something less than the pastors. So, I don't call, I am a sheep. Right. Amen. Amen. Also, Amen. bah. Best quote ever. <laughs> Tongues. <laughs> Amen. Do the, do. Sophie's got a new run. Did you notice? She was going in a different thing. I was I watched Sophie because Sophie time out everybody. Sophie 
gave, I told Pastor Sherry this morning, when, so, when that music started, I, I told Pastor, I said, I have, that's the best response to the beginning of praise and worship I've ever heard anywhere. You, I can't even emulate that squeal, that yell and squeal of delight. And, and it, it's, become, it's happening. Now, now, wait a minute. You think she's childish because she's just a little child. Um, her spirit is just of God. So she's unafraid her spirit is unafraid to express itself because her, her mind hasn't been taught yet by all the mature adults how a mature person is supposed to act. So she just goes, Whee! and that's not even close to how good that was. Oh, that the children of God could get off of your man-made maturity and get in some God-made holy praise and worship. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. And it, the last one I learned, Janice, was like this. <laughs> Amen. People say, you're just silly. I'm free. Amen. There are people that don't take me seriously because I'm free. <laughs> I don't care. Me and King David have the same problem. In fact, me and Jesus have the same problem. You really want to have some fun in worship? Just go get in worship with Jesus. I dare you. Get to where you don't have to act a certain way because people are watching. I almost called Josh Smith or texted Josh Smith this morning because the praise and worship at our Holy Spirit conference in Clarksville, Tennessee in October of 2019 was so rich. We keep it in our, our CD player and it's loud. I mean, it's as loud as that player will go. I don't care that my neighbors get to hear it all the time. I really don't. I love them. I want them to hear it. But there's a track, verse, track 11, where they've, they've come into, they've come through this, this is how I fight my battles, and this is how I win my battles in praise and worship. And then they get into this amazing clash. Now, in music, when you have an orchestrated clash, it's like everybody is singing different notes and tunes and the band is just, it sounds chaotic unless you're in the spirit. Right. But they come out of that and it is romping rock and roll time. And Pastor Bob, I, I got Sophie beat when I started dancing. <laughs> but I don't tell Sophie. <laughs> but I, can't, I can't help it. I can't help it. It's just me and him. And we happen to have wood floors, and I'm in my sock feet, which makes great dancing. <laughs> there's, no, there's no resistance. Come on. Amen. Amen. There's no spiritual, no mental, emotional, no physical resistance. I'm just let go. I, every time track 11 hits, I'm dancing. I can't help it. I, can't, I don't care if people think that's silly, think I'm too immature. That's all right. Me and Jesus are free. Amen. Amen. Where was I? See, I was in the Spirit. Thank you. Somebody knows. <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapter 1. We went to John chapter 1. But I got to talking to you about sheep, and it's time for you to not be put down anymore. That's where I was. It's time for you to be lifted up and free. Amen. There is outrageous praise and worship in heaven. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. It's not just my doctrine. It's outrageous. Just think about a place where 
where somebody yells out, praise the Lord, and all these elders fall out on their face on the floor and start worshiping God, and angels fly around going, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord, holy is the Lord. Seriously. Yeah, I'm the same way. Can't wait. It's like, I, I just don't think I will. I think I'll go home and turn on that CD again when all the people of God aren't watching. No, I think I'm just going to do it now. Hallelujah! Glory! Wish you wouldn't do that, Pastor Bob. Well, sorry. I do it. Because I'll tell you something I know. Satan, the demons of the world, and your flesh can't stand the manifest presence of freedom. Now, that's, that's freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Did you find John chapter 1 yet? Praise God. Verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Him who? The Word. And without Him, who? The Word was not anything made that was made. In Him, the Word was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shined in darkness, and the darkness could not put it out. In Him was light, and the light was the life, excuse me, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. This is eternal, everlasting, perpetual life. This is the quality of what you are. It's not what you have. It's what your spirit is. Your, your spirit, you are the offspring of God Almighty. Your spirit is exactly the same nature and character as God. You're not a Christian trying to be Christian. You are a child of God spiritually. Your mind, will, and emotions are blocking full expression of that. Your flesh is blocking expression of that. The world is blocking expression of that. And the devil is blocking expression of that. But that's still who you are when you're born again, child of God. Now the way you break through that is to be a born again, Holy Ghost baptized child of God. And then live like it. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, there's a bunch of fakes. They cause more trouble. They're fake preachers and there's fake believers, and they cause more trouble than all the heathens in the world. They really do. Because they cause trouble on the inside of the church, not just outside. I mean, think about it. When we leave the church, we go out there, we kind of expect, you know, the world to be the world. But we get in the church, we expect the church to be the church. But because there's a whole lot of faking going on, people saying, Amen, yes, sir. Amen, yes, ma'am. Amen, so be it. But then they're absolutely faking it because they're not changing what they think. They're not changing what they're saying. And they're not changing what they're doing unless they're where other people see them. Amen. You're back on that again, Pastor Bob. I'm not back on it. Apparently, God wants to be here. In Him was life, and the life was the light. 
Now, wait a minute. This is the life we are, but that light is not just supposed to, you know, how many of you remember the song? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Okay, we know that song, right? It's a good one. James and Julie gave me a flashlight. I love that flashlight. Because I literally can shine a beam with my flashlight up into the sky. Amen. I mean, that, that thing, it, it shoots a, it's not a laser, but when it hits the dark sky, it kind of looks like it. I mean, it's, whew. now when you turn that thing on in the house, wait a minute, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Bam! Light be. Sound like God? Light be. Light was, light still is. This is the light. If we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship. That is partnership, covenant partnership, companionship, involvement. We have fellowship one with another in Him. And the blood of Jesus effectively cleanses us from all the effects of sin or unrighteousness. Where is that? In the light. What is the light? The life. So if you're born again and you have the life of God, you got your ticket punched, you're going to heaven, you don't have to go to hell. You got baptized. You even got real super spiritual and you, you speak in tongues sometimes around others. When somebody else is listening, you, you speak in tongues so they know how spiritual you are. See, that's the reason a whole lot of the church is turned off to that. Because that's been used that way. I got a whole lot of friends that love me, but they can't stand to talk to me about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because I go, I can't help myself. Because that's the life coming out in light without limits. Amen. And if God didn't want that, okay, He should have taken that out of, He should have taken Acts chapter 1 and 2 out of my Bible. If I wasn't supposed to have that, the Lord should not have let me have a Bible that tells me to do that. Amen. Amen. He really made a mistake with me because I kind of like take His Word as the truth. Amen. And if the Word says it's mine, it's mine. That's right. Doers of the Word. Amen. Amen. This is not religious. This is not churchy. It's not Pentecostal extremism. Amen. Hallelujah. But the one who turns the light on, the one who lets the life flow, turns the light on in his or her own soul. And lights up the dark places. The darkness could not put the light out. Amen. Amen. The light of the world came into the world in the form of a baby. But he didn't stay a baby. In fact, there's a particular worship song that I love to worship with that talks about he came as a baby and, and we like to gather around a tree and, and celebrate this baby born. But now if you read Revelation chapter 1, uh, Jesus is full grown, white hair, and fire for eyes. And his countenance is like the sun that shines in its strength. Yeah. 
And that's the one that's coming back. Amen. So, so we celebrate. And honestly, I think about, you know, talk about the, the virgin birth, the miracle of the virgin birth. It wasn't the miracle of the virgin birth. She went into labor and had a baby. It's the miracle of the virgin conception. The miracle of conception. What happened? She said, be it done to me according to your word. And, and she conceived with the word of God. That's a miracle. She asked the angel, how's this going to happen? He said, the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. How's that happen if you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Come on, believers, 21st century believers, that you've got a Christian doctrine that leaves out the baptism of the Holy Ghost and praying with other tongues, which is all through the book of Acts and the New Covenant. Do you leave that out because you've seen extremism in some Pentecostal people, and it freaked you and your denomination out, and you can't go there. Amen. Amen. But, but, God did it. The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest. That word is dunamis. Dunamis, D-U-N-A-M-I-S. It means burden removing, yoke destroying, miracle working power of God. We get our English word dynamite. Shall overshadow you. And that holy thing that's going to be born of you shall be called the offspring of God. And she said, be it done. Now look at verse 12. John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him... To them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Say, that's me. that's me. Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but were born of God. Amen. Say it with me. That's me. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Say it with me. That's me. That's me. How did you get born again? Well, let me tell you. I, I, let me just tell you this. You didn't get born again without saying words. Right. Now, you could have been like the Apostle Paul that said, Lord. Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus said, Lord. Who are you, Lord? Called Jesus Lord. That's, that's, now, there's a lot of 20th and 21st century preachers that will tell you, well, he couldn't have been born again on that, on that statement. Well, I think they need to talk to Jesus. Because he put the guy in the ministry based on that salvation prayer. So, you take your tradition of man away. You, you could be the person like the Apostle Paul that, that said, Lord, who are you, Lord? What will you have me do, Lord? Or you could be like the person who said, I mean, you know, Father, I received Jesus as my Savior. Right now, Jesus, come into my heart. I receive you as my Savior. I make you Lord of my life. You're now my King. And, it's, you know, I mean, maybe it took you five or ten sentences, but that's okay. Point being, you spoke words. When you spoke words, the Holy Ghost did a work in you. Killed your old spirit man because the Holy Ghost moved in manifested Jesus on the inside of you. You were born again. Amen. 
the Spirit of God, a son or daughter, a child of God, the offspring of God. You did that with words, right? When you got baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues, you did that with words. I received my I received my the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I received my my prayer language in tongues. Praise God. Maybe you didn't say it exactly like that, but whatever. And the next thing, this is not extremism. This is the way it works. Why did you stop there? How do you receive your healing over anything? The Word was made a physical, material reality. That's what flesh means. What do you, let me read this, because the Lord told me to write this down specifically. This is, this is really further down, but we're here now, so I'm going to, I'm going to ask you this question. What physical material reality do you need right now? The Word of God in your heart and spoken out of your mouth is the way. Y'all got quiet on me again. That's okay. I love you. And we pray, Father, please heal me. Father, please prosper me. Father, please give me this. Father, please help me get out of that. Father, please. And you're so sincere, and that's a great thing. You're turning to the Father. But wait a minute. What does the Word of God say about your issue? What does it say? With His stripes, you were healed. By His stripes, you are healed. That's Isaiah 53, 5 and 1 Peter 2, 24. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent His Word and healed you and delivered you from all your destructions. What does the Word of God say about it? Romans 10, 10 says you believe, Romans 10, 10 says you believe the Word with the heart to righteousness, to the rightness of it. And with the mouth, confession is made unto the deliverance of the physical, material reality. This is the way the kingdom works. Yeah, but I spoke it and it didn't happen. <laughs> well, I hit a nail one time and it didn't drive all the way. Amen. I got in my car to go to Nashville, Tennessee, and I drove for an hour and I didn't get there. <laughs> Shut the car off, sat alongside the road. Wonder why that didn't work. Because it wasn't with Sean. <laughs> Sean can get me there in an hour. I'll go with you next time. <laughs> you get my point. I don't know about you, but I, I mean, when, it doesn't matter if it's a 16-penny coated, cement-coated spike nail or a 20-penny penny common. When I stick a nail in a piece of wood and hit it with the hammer, I'm going to drive that nail. Amen. We built some tire racks for a garage many, many years ago. I say we, that's me and Puss Sims and Pickle Puss Sims and <laughs> Parmer Lee and Chet Brummett. The Sims boys are twins, and uh, they're all in heaven now. Praise God. But uh, We built some tire racks for a, for a garage years ago, big, big, big garage. And, I mean, a big operation, and a lot of tire racks. And they wanted, this guy wanted wooden tire racks made out of native oak. 
and we had a great sawmill near that near that town and so we went to the sawmill to buy all the lumber and they didn't have any oak all they had was hickory now I don't know if you know anything about wood or not but hickory dried hickory native hickory this wasn't kiln dried native hickory excuse me is the next thing to steal it's the wood version of steel. So we start. We decide. Well, we're going to have to have twenty penny common nails, and it's going to be a job. So we started driving nails and bending them. Now, when you start bending twenty commons, you're bending some nails. They're big. Of course, you're laying in. I mean. You know, this is not wimpy carpentry. And uh, we're building tire racks that go clear up to the ceiling of this place, which, which, you know, we're on ladders and all that. And so we're bending nails and this ain't working. I guess we'll just quit. This job ain't going to happen. No. So we got ourselves some used mortar oil. We're at a garage. And we started dipping the tips of those nails in used mortar oil. And we could drive them further, but we'd still, they'd still bend. So then we decided, we're just going to quit. This ain't going to happen. God doesn't want us to build tire racks. He don't want me healed. I just give up. It's my lot in life to be sick, to have this disease. You know, it came down through generations of my family. We have this weakness in our genes. I'm predestined to have this issue, this concern. You know, my family was poor. We've always been poor. We've never been wealthy people. I'm just predetermined to be, uh, you know, have lack. It's always been this way. I just give up. God just wants me in lack. Got quiet on me again. That's okay. So we decided that if we'd use if we'd use a three sixteenths drill bit and drill every hole that we're going to put a nail in, that we could drive nails. And we'd drive them further, and then they'd bend. So we used a drilled hole, dipped the tips of 20-penny common nails in motor oil, and then drive, baby, drive. And we built tire racks throughout that entire garage. Amen. And that's the way we did all of it. They're they're probably still there. you, You could park your car on them. I mean, that was in the mid-70s. You know, I'm, I'm sure they're still, you know, the building's still there. I'm sure they're still there. Nobody's going to be strong enough to tear that. They'd take a bulldozer and knock those things down. Point being, whatever it takes. Because that result is what I'm having now. Do you hear me? Who do you think you are to tell God that His Word doesn't work when His Word made Jesus? Wait a minute. Where did he make it? In Mary. Yeah, but she was Mary. She was Mary. Remember what I taught you last week? Her name meant rebellious. Rebellion. Bitter. Bitterness. That's what Mary means. She wasn't chosen because she was better than everybody. She'd been calling herself rebellious bitterness all her life. Her parents called her rebellious bitterness. People don't like that. I don't care if you like it or not. It's still the truth. Go study the Greek, study the Hebrew, find out what I know. She'd been calling herself sick all her life, and that day she received the word and got healed. 
She'd been calling herself poor all her life. That day she received the word and got herself prospered. She'd been calling herself rebellious bitterness all her life. And that day she said, be it done to me according to your word. And the word was made a physical material reality. What do you need? What is it you need in your life? Now, now, I don't know, because this, I don't, Pastor Sherry and I deal with this. Folks get tired. And what's the first thing that do, people do when they get tired? They quit studying. They quit praying. They quit listening to all those messages that tell them that healing and prosperity is theirs because they disappoint them, and it just makes them feel worse. They back off from the very things that strengthen their faith in order to keep driving nails. Hate me if you want to. It's the way it works. I've been pastoring almost 30, well, I've been in the ministry almost 32 years. I've seen people after people after people get tired and back off from the very things that will make the Word a material, physical reality in their life. Because right. they get tired. Yeah, but you don't know how tired I am. I've never been tired in my life. No, I have no clue what that means. Never experienced it. I just got born again, baptized in the Holy Ghost. God called me into the ministry, and I've just been skating along ever since. What a joy. It's all downhill, baby. I just snowboard from one place to another, and we stop there for some coffee, and we enjoy that. Praise God. We snowboard on down, and we stop again. And it's just so wonderful being a pastor there's no issues. People just bring me money and flood, flood me with their money. I sit around the parsonage and sip tea and eat chicken. I stand behind a box and mouth off empty words. It's just a blast. No pressure whatsoever. Glory to God. I have no clue what you're talking about getting tired. <laughs> And I have become a fool in my reveling like the Apostle Paul did. Amen. I told somebody the other day, I said, I had never worked this hard in my life, ever. You kidding me? Give me some hickory with 20-penny commons. Be a piece of cake compared to pastoring. Not, not, not that the people are hard. You're not hard. It's all the unbelief that comes on you. It's all the unbelief that's on the people. There are thousands of people walking around in this city, this area around here right now, that think they're born, they are born again. But they hate the church so much because they've been with somebody called a pastor who was not. And now they hate the church. And they're not coming because they just think they know what's going on in here. And they don't have a clue. Unbelief. They believe wrong. They believe wrong. It's unbelief. They believe wrong. Amen. Because if they ever ate this steak, it would be undeniable. That's steak. That's that steak. Pastor Sherry bought a, she went to a place here recently, not too long ago, and she was going to get just, you know, some steaks. So you eat steak? Yes. Do you not? You got to try it. It's good. Um, and I like fillets. Isn't that good? Well, she went, to get, she went to get some steaks, Kim, and they didn't have just some, but they had a whole loin. Uh-huh. And they said, we'll cut it for you. And she said, oh, cut. Mm -hmm. My wife is empowered to make those kind of decisions. 
she got that from God, and, and sometimes she overrides me with it, but I'm, I'm in agreement with him, okay? Uh, she come home with, I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm. Don't tell me that wasn't good, because I done went and tasted it. And don't tell me that the Word of God concerning healing isn't good, because I done went and tasted it. Don't tell me the Word... I, to the Word of God concerning prosperity and wealth is not good because I done went and tasted it. Amen. We were in the men's meeting last week and we got talking about this. I received prosperity from the Word. Yeah. Well, you, you're saying you got a lot of money? I'm telling you, I received prosperity. Yeah. Money doesn't make you blessed. Right. The blessing makes you rich. Read Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. When you receive the blessing of the Lord, you receive the prosperity. Before the money ever shows up. But you've got it in here. See, this is what's, this is what's missing. The Word of God becoming a physical material reality in you before you see it on the outside. That's the missing step, folks. It's got to come through you, not to you. Come on. It's got to come through you, not to you. As long as you keep looking for it to come from the outside, you ain't got it yet. But when you go to the Word of God, like Mary didn't say, be it done to me according to your Word, and you take it, you receive it. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. I, how do you get faith? comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. That's why we preach. Amen? And you receive the Word. You've got it. It's yours. And you're not turning loose of it. I received those tire racks long before we put two boards together. Amen. Hallelujah. Most of you don't know this, but I'm going to testify of it this morning. But since middle of November, I've been dealing with a respiratory issue. No, I'm not dealing with it. I'm healed. It's gone, and it's gone. I mean, it's gone. It went away last night. So weren't you afraid you had COVID? That's what the enemy tried to tell me. Look at you. You've been mouthing off about COVID and now you got it. Shut up. I'm the most non-COVID being you'll ever know in your life. Because the breath of Almighty God. What's that song we sang? It's your breath in our lungs. What do you think I was singing since the middle of November? It's your breath in my lungs. So I pour out my praise to you. Because I possess divine health. I possess life. That's what you need to start saying to your sneeze, to your cough, to your runny nose. You need to start saying it. Well, weren't you afraid you're going to infect somebody else? I'm so glad you brought that up. I come in here every day, five days a week, by myself. You don't know how often I check my temperature. And you know what my temperature says? Pastor Bob, you cool. 
These little, I love these little gadgets we have because every time I point one at my own head, pull the button, it says, you cool, dude. <laughs> 97.7 was as hot as I got. Amen. Amen. I'm cool. They even told me that up in Midland last time we were there in August. They said, Pastor, you cool. I said, I knew that. <laughs> but I'm glad you agree. The boogeyman has a name. Coronavirus. He's everywhere and he's going to get you. And that's a lie. You mean you'd put people at risk? No, I wouldn't. Because I'm not at any risk. Because I'm fully, completely consumed with the breath of Almighty God. Yeah, but what if? No, 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 no. There's no yeah, but what if? See, that's, you, don't, that's, you don't possess it. If you've got a yeah, but and a what if, you don't possess it. You guys have the opportunity to do something that I didn't know to do. If I'd have known this when I was a teenager, there wouldn't have been a poor day in my working life. When you go in there and do that work that you guys are doing and the schoolwork you're doing and the jobs you're doing, amen, and, and you do it now from the possession of I am one of the smartest people in the world because I have the wisdom of God. Amen. Not only that, everything I put my hands to do prospers because I'm blessed. It's Bible, Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. It's Bible. And you start walking in this, and it's like, how's it going to go for your life? I wonder what the job market's going to be when you graduate. Uh, whatever you want it to be. Come on. Because you're blessed. Amen. You're, 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 you're empowered to prosper and excel. Yeah. That's right. But don't think it's not going to be challenged. Don't think for a moment it's not going to be tested. But God's not testing you. The devil, the world, and the flesh are testing you. What is it that you want to, you need to be a physical, material reality in your life right now? Amen. The Word was made flesh. Who made it flesh? The Holy Ghost. Amen. With your words. When you got the Word of God in your heart and in your mouth, and you begin to speak it out your mouth, the Holy Ghost goes to work with that Word and miraculously makes it flesh. A physical, material reality just like He did making Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm not just preaching. I'm teaching. Verse 15. John, this would be John the Baptist, bore witness of him, Jesus, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spoke. He that comes after me is preferred before me, for he that was before me, he was before me. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth come by Jesus Christ. i got to show you this one thing before I finish today. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He has declared Him. you got to get this vision. you got to get this vision. What's the Word of God say in verse 18? The only begotten Son which is Jesus Christ. But this word also means sonship, which means you in Christ Jesus, Amen. is not seated at the right hand of the Father. He's in the bosom of the Father. Come on, somebody. He's in the bosom of the Father. He's in the heart of the Father. He's in the place of, if you look this up in the Greek, the Greek word is kolpos. It means intimacy and union. He's in the place of internal union and intimacy in the heart 
of the Father. The only begotten Son and Sonship, which is all of us in Him, is in the heart of the Father. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you a person that has been seated at the right hand of the Father? Because the right hand literally is the righteous. Now, if you go back to the whole, all the Old Testament and translate and meditate this, anytime you see the, the word hand or right hand, you translate that to the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God. Anytime you see the word arm or right arm, translate that to Jesus Christ and meditate what that scripture. I'm telling you, the Old Covenant's going to come alive to you. The Old Testament's going to come alive with this revelation. So, Jesus Christ is seated at the righteous spirit of the Father, which is in His heart. Not just a physical hand out there. Jesus said in John 10, No man comes to the Father. I am the door. I am the door. He who comes in and out by me goes in and out and finds pasture. That's provision, protection. You know, like for the stuff you need right now. But if you're just going to the to the to some place to the right side of the Father, you're missing His heart. Right. You're seeking His hand yep. of provision. But He called David a man after my own heart. Amen. I found David a man after my own heart. I found David a man after my own heart. And your Bible declares in John chapter 1, verse 18. Don't call me a heretic. You go prove this. That the only begotten Son and Sonship of God is in the bosom of the Father. And from the heart of the Father declares Him in manifestation. That word declares means not just speaks, but manifests. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Wow. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He's declared him, not just with words. He did use words, but then his whole life, the man, his life manifested the Father. Right. Amen. Amen. I think it's amazing to hear, you know, he's having a conversation and Philip with several, and Philip says, you know, he says, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm with the Father. The Father's with me. The works that I do, I don't do it myself. The Father does the works, and I'm in him, and he's in me. And Philip says, show us the Father. <laughs> and some of you are like, God, show me, your, show, me your, show me your strength. I need this healing. The Word was made flesh. And the process has been given to you. Right. Work it or don't. But if you work it, it works. Amen. If you don't, it won't. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. What a glory. I mean, the Father has brought you into the kingdom. His way of doing things. His way of living right, doing right, and being right. Amen. He's given you His very Spirit. He's given you His Sonship. He's created you His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Amen. He's done it. And we're going, please do this for me, Father, because it hurts so bad. <laughs> Perspective. Because I want to tell you something. I live in the heart of the Father. You, know why, you want to know why I preach like I preach? Because I preach from the heart of the Father. 
I found my father's heart. I ain't letting go. No, 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 no. I'm not letting go. Because it doesn't matter if some dumb symptom tries to come against me or some dumb, some dumb dollar thing tries to come against me or some dumb people. I don't care. Doesn't matter. They got to deal with me while I'm in Christ Jesus in the heart of the Father. And I figured out that He's able to reach out when He's consumed me, saturated me. He's able to reach out through me and slap my enemies senseless. <laughs> How's he do that? With his hand? No, 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 no. With his word coming out of my mouth. Hallelujah. That's yours. That's not, that's not, that's not mine. Now, we're all the sheep of God. I, this is not pastoral stuff. This is believer stuff. There ought to be a scripture in the Bible, James. If I was writing the Bible, I'd put it in Mark chapter 9. If you can believe... All things are possible to him who believes. It ought to be verse 23. Just saying. If I was writing the Bible, that's where I'd put it. Of course, if I was writing the the Christmas part of the Bible, I'd make Luke chapter 1 verse 37 say the things that are impossible with man are possible with God. Or all things are possible with God. Amen. That's just where I'd put that scripture. Like, you know, if I was writing the Bible which I am with my mouth okay one other thing and I'm done you gotta stop the junk coming out of your mouth regurgitating I have this he has that she has this it is this way it is that way this is what it is this is my deal and you take possession of it again in the present tense and the devil jumps all over that opportunity and says, got you. Right. You get what you say. Yeah. He is a legalist to the max. He, he will take your words and use them against you 100% of the time. Right. And he's got legions, well, not legions, but he's got a lot of demons, low-level devils, we call them, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, high places right. to help him. Amen. But we don't fear them. We run, they're defeated. We run them off with the same word. Amen. Amen. Let me see if I got finished. Yep, I'm done. Bye. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory to God. You guys pull the word out. I mean, you really do. I, you know, I, this, there's things that happen here today that is not just Pastor Bob piping off, but God being allowed to, to, to get things to you because you're pulling on Him. Right. Right. Amen. I love you for that. Amen. Glory to God. That's why our, our dear brother Josh said recently, Josh Smith told James, said, uh, your, your live stream and your daily broadcast is much better and stronger than what it should be for a church your size. Right. It's anointed. Amen. It's anointed. We're anointed to do this. Amen. It's anointing. Well, you're anointed. You are anointed to declare the Word of God in your life and run the sickness off. I don't care how long your family's had it. Run the disease off. It doesn't matter how hereditary it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you've dealt with it. It's got to go. The Word of God becomes a physical reality. What if it doesn't happen? Stop that.
Run the lack off. Run the poverty off. Get it out of your being. Get the wealth. Get the health. Get the prosperity. Get the healing. Get them. And let it fly out of your mouth in Jesus' name. Amen. Where any time a thought of doubt or unbelief or question mark comes up, even at a thought, you're mouthing off. And the Word is made flesh in your life. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father. I declare in the name of Jesus, this Word is, is rooted deep into the hearts of every person in the hearing of this message. Your message. Thank you, Father. The Word is rooted deep and bearing a harvest of 100-fold of what's been sown. We receive your Word sown. We receive the harvest right now. And I am personally in agreement with you, Father, with every person who hears this and gets in agreement and in active faith with it. I'm in agreement with them on your Word to have the results of your Word in their life. In the name of Jesus. Everybody in agreement, say amen. amen. I love y'all. Praise God. Um, um, I guess I might not see you before Christmas, but I'll see you after Christmas unless we get raptured. So Merry Christmas. Praise God. Amen. Love you. Amen.